Welcome to the TCK Podcast. This is episode number four with Nicky Dorf. How's it going, Nick? Pretty good. Pretty good. And today, our topic is going to be on a company called Dairy Cycle, who finds its current home in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. Um, I myself, I don't know a whole bunch about this company, but I do know that they're pretty, they're pretty evil. Um, one of their main jobs is to um, get rid of medical waste, and they're doing so in, in ways that are harming the environment in very big ways, even though they have been shut down many other times in other states. Um, but one of their biggest issues is with incineration and how they're um, handling the medical waste. Yeah, ex- exactly. And it's they've been fined here in Woonsocket numerous times, uh, millions of dollars in fines, but none of them had to do with actual uh, interference with the atmosphere, uh, chemicals in the atmosphere. It had to do with overloading the bins and uh, having too much waste product in the bins. So it had nothing to do with the air quality, which is sad. I think that's pretty much the only thing they could find on them legally. Oh. Yeah, which that's that's kind of crazy considering... Uh, the correlation to this area, then that area in particular, there are a higher amount of cancer. Uh, cancer rates are higher just in that area. And whether that's caused, uh, causing it or not, I mean, it is kind of suspicious to me, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're we're in that general area right now. I don't know exactly how close we are at the moment, but I do, I mean, we're in that area. So what I would like to see is a study done on what types of cancers are happening. And if there is something that they're hiding, which is pretty tough because, you know, they're all tight-lipped over there. Yeah, well, there's... See, medical waste these, yeah, right now is uh, about... There's about 226,000 pounds of medical waste per year. Uh, and we have to get rid of it somehow. And I totally understand that. I totally agree with that. Uh, but we should do it in a manner that's not causing any any health risks and i know that's easier said than done but uh, there's obviously alternatives because i believe starry cycle started in 1986 where they started off with over 6200 different facilities to this day there are only 33 left so yeah what happened to the rest of them i haven't quite found out i haven't found out if they've gone alternative or just shut down but there are 33 left and there's one right here in my backyard, uh, pretty close to yours, but it's it's directly in my backyard here in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. And not only that, it kind of gets on the topic of their biggest uh, clients are abortion clinics. Now, whether you're pro-life or pro-choice, we're not going to get into that. That's irrelevant at the po- at this point. But they're going to these abortion clinics to pick up pick up medical waste and. They're also they've also found in other states that they've been picking up more than just medical waste. Yeah, which then that obviously goes into their incinerators and through their infrared filtering, different things like that, and into the atmosphere. 
Yep, it sounds maybe like something out of The Sopranos. Yeah, <laughs> no, seriously, <laughs> seriously. And I actually had a had a conversation with somebody about about different methods of abortion clinics doing you know doing that and using like a crematorium would even be a better yeah. idea. I mean, that's what it's designed for. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, one thing that I I do remember reading on on the website because um, I haven't had a whole lot of time to go digging through it, but what I did see was. There was a couple of lines that were talking about um, why don't they have burial plots for I don't I don't know what to call it um, aborted fetuses. Well, yeah, but they they said something else. It was it was mainly they don't buy um, cemetery plots because then they would have to concede that it was a person. No, exactly, exactly. It goes against what they believe in and what they're using to justify the whole thing. So yeah. like, re- regardless of how you feel about that, it comes down to morals and ethics and whether or not that's really appropriate. And I feel that it's, it's just um, degrading. All the way. I mean, even if you look at it even from a broader perspective, you're taking a step back in it. The whole point of having a facility like this is to properly dispose of waste product. So, I mean, like in, in my town, we have a municipal um, garbage thing, you know, and you have to you have to buy the little bag stickers to get them to take the trash away. And they do that to help fund the transfer station. And that's how it works. So instead of paying a tax or instead of paying a flat fee, we pay for exactly how much trash we're throwing away. And what I'm not seeing is any of these places, including hospitals, including abortion clinics, including anything like this where they have a product that is given to somebody else to dispose of. I don't see them paying taxes. I don't see them loading things up. I don't see any stories in the news about anything but this, any just problems, you know, and going behind the law. Yeah, and, and Stereocycle has been really good about that. In fact, the the numbers that I gave you earlier the, the uh, for the millions of dollars I, th- I think it's actually $3.3 million. I-, I could be wrong. could be more than that. But that's just for this facility in Woonsocket. Mm-hmm. Again, it wasn't for any air pollution uh, issues. That that uh, was those, those fines were from over 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, nothing's been done. And, in fact, in, in an article done by an NPR journalist, uh, Megan Hall, who I- I'm currently trying to reach out to, uh, she she quotes a gentleman saying that they're trying they're they're not considered a Woonsocket part of Woonsocket they don't consider themselves part of the community at all in fact they don't really? want people to know that they're here and that's that's absolutely crazy to me because they're providing jobs which is obviously that's a good thing we want people to provide, provide jobs we want yeah. companies to come in and and do do good for the economy but when they're hiding and they don't want to be seen. In fact, you can't even see the building from the road. You have to travel. Oh, it's one of those. It's, yeah. Uh, you can see the smoke coming up now and again. And they, you know, it's supposed to be clean, filtered. But we know better than that. So I'm wondering if, if we can get somebody out there to do some, some air quality testing in that general area and see maybe the distance that it travels and maybe any correlated health risks. Yeah, that would that would be really interesting because I've worked for companies similar to that where they like to hide. They don't want their business being put out there. And I can't go into too much detail because I, I may or may not have signed a contract that says you can't say <laughs> something, you know what I mean? I don't remember. But the companies that I did work for that were like that... Um, one of them manufactured pharmaceuticals 
Um, and I've, I've also had a lot of janitorial experience, upwards of six, seven years now doing janitorial experience. And I, I can tell you right now that through my uh, law enforcement training, through all the janitorial and also working in a factory like that, they take their stuff really seriously when it comes down to chemicals and also disposal and, um, and storage of these chemicals. If they catch you doing this, it's, it's like the world is going to end for this company. Which makes me curious, like if you go to, uh, what is it, StopStereCycle.com? Yeah, StopStereCycle.com. We'll put links to it in the uh, in the comments section so everybody can go and see that. And the the articles that have come from this. Now, at the, at this article in particular I'm looking at right now is from November 21st, 2014. I'm not sure how often they update it. In fact, um, it looks like it's been a little while. But we have reached out to them as well on this issue. And if they knew about the Woonsocket branch and it seems that they don't because it's not listed on their on their site as one of the one of the plants that they have. Yeah. So, but um, I mean, these go from all over this one. This one I'm looking at. So the, the title of it, Stericycle known for burning, illegally dumping, dumping aborted babies to dispose of Ebola waste. Yeah. I thought that was a little bit interesting, um, the whole Ebola part, which actually moves me into a completely other section, um, speaking of Ebola and, and also waste products, but I'll do my best to stay just on Stericycle. Uh, <laughs> it happens, folks. This is what happens with when we get together. It, <laughs> it gets crazy. Um, what I've noticed about this is is the whole Ebola thing. I mean, really, what what do we have in, in the past, you know, 10, 15 years? Do we really actually have an outbreak of Ebola? I think it was very localized. And I don't remember something crazy happening with Ebola. What I do remember happening with Ebola is I think it was like someplace in Texas or someplace in Maryland. I think it, I know it was closer to us than not. Um, it happened with meat. Like there was there was poop in the meat or something. Oh yeah, the the fecal matter in the in meat. Yeah, yeah, and it was Ebola and E. coli and all this other crap, and and all of a sudden journalists are calling it a pandemic and an epidemic. It is not that at all. What 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 is actually a pandemic or, or an epidemic, if you go by the definition, is like a widespread issue that cannot be resolved normally. The epidemic that we're facing right now is people hiding from the law. People running away from the truth, hiding in the forest, trying to get stuff done that they are not supposed to be getting done, and uh, trying to shut people worse, down. Even worse is that they're hiding in the open. <laughs> yeah, yep, they're hiding you, right you in know, plain com- sight. Companies like uh, Dow, Monsanto, Ooh. the big pharmaceutical companies—they're not hiding anything at all. But they, they can—they can deny it, but really, they're not hiding. They know exactly what they're doing, um, and lobbyists know exactly what they're promoting oh of course they do i don't care who they say they are they know exactly what they're promoting it's in the job description i mean you can't bullshit a bullshitter no you know and that's exactly what politics is is someone trying to tell a more colorful lie than the next guy you know so if if you seriously think that we can actually trust anybody in office the way that they expect us to trust them it's just not going to happen it's it's an unfeasible idea and it, I, I don't see a very bright future 
for this company or or companies like it because there's people like us out here who actually care about what's going on and probably should be in office. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's 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 been uh, ever since the dawn of time. It's the uprising of the of the little people that make things happen. You know, from civil rights to women's rights. You know, it, it it doesn't matter the situation. You've got these health activists, environmentalists, and environmental activists. The people on the ground are what what get things done, and that's what we're trying to do here. Is we're trying to bring light to a situation that a lot of people, even in my area, who I I had conversations today with people who didn't even know that this company existed, and that that's that's awful because they are in our backyard. I see at five six o'clock every morning, uh, the trucks are coming from out from the industrial park. Nobody ever questions what they are, or what they do. Or where they even go? I mean, that'd be interesting. I think that some at some point we should uh, we should tail one of these trucks, see where their stops are, and maybe uh, maybe ask the places what they're disposing of. But I think that'd be an interesting thing. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I think that that would be amazing. And to anybody who's just listening to this on SoundCloud, I was not commenting or laughing or making funny jokes right then because I was setting up the camera for YouTube. Um, but I do think I think that would be amazing because actually I had a conversation with my lady about that and she said if you get yourself arrested <laughs> I will not bail you out she said and I can't bail him out because I'll probably be right there with him yeah 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 I just said you know we have to find a way to like hide a harmonica and just start a blues band in the jail cell because that'd, that'd be the only way to pass the time I mean they're not gonna let us have microphones <laughs> it's just not gonna happen now, that'd be an interesting podcast totally different topic yeah. you know <laughs> Podcast. Live from the jail cell. This could be explicit, folks. <laughs> I I think that we should totally do that, though. Like we have what, a to podcast from a jail cell. I don't know about that one. Well, <laughs> it would be really difficult. I mean, I mean, anybody who's sitting at home watching this, you know, or if you know anything about podcasting at all, it would be next to impossible to hide in a body cavity search. It's not going to happen. I think. Ouch. <laughs> no. <laughs> so anyway, back to the whole stereocycle thing. Uh, we are actively researching and we're actively trying to reach out to different companies. Stereocycle will not talk to us, period. It's not going to happen. No. And that's that's fine. We, you know, we have ways around that. And different sources who, who have been in contact with them over the years. And we're, we are reaching out daily, trying to reach out to them. And... We ask that you visit their website, stopsterycycle.com. Again, the link will, will will post a link for you all to click in, and there's a donate button there to help fund this nonprofit organization on on stopping. You know this this uh, this I don't know I don't know what to call it. It's they well when I when I first clicked on the site. Um, now, just a warning for anybody who does have children: make sure they're not in the room when you're looking at this because uh, the the top banner. Um, the images do change, and as you scroll down the main page, there are some images that um, are very real, and I know in our culture today, we don't really appreciate realism the way that we should sometimes. Um, there are pictures of what they're throwing away, you know, and whether you are pro-life or not, um, if you're apathetic to it, if you are extremely opposed in one way or the other, um, they are not explicitly... A, an organization that is for or against anything except for the proper treatment. Um, 
it, it seems to me that they're they're very unbiased about this, and they do have members who are very much against Planned Parenthood. Um, and that's that's another topic altogether. I mean, being against an organization and and uh, that does one thing, but then also trying to support their freedom of speech in another. Yeah, um, and not, the organization itself is corrupt, and that's a totally different topic. Oh yes, they are. Too. And I'm I'm sure those of you who are pro-life uh, activists or, or believers know all about that. And again, we're not going to get into that. This isn't about religion or or your. This is about a company who who's using illegal uh, waste. You know, distrib- distribution, uh, if, if that's the proper term for it. It's, it's, we're trying to get it to keep our air healthier. Yeah. Because as we said in the last podcast, 10% of cancer is genetic and 90% is environmental. And if we're continuing to add to the environmental waste, then we're just going to increase our chances uh, of getting diseases that shouldn't even exist. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No, I mean, just the other day, like I, I think I mentioned in, in a previous podcast, I was talking about where I work on a on a day to day basis. Right. Yep. Um, I work in a department store, and the other day, I was um, asked to stock the shelves with uh, for for chemicals, and immediately my skin started to burn, airways started to burn, and I'm talking it was just like Windex. I've been so far removed from all these things for so long. Like, I haven't been a janitor in a couple of years, so I was able to kind of flush my system out. But, I mean, there were times when I they found me passed out on the floor of the bathroom when I was cleaning it because of all the chemicals. Like, I know what mustard gas is made out of, and I didn't make mustard gas, but it had a very <laughs> similar effect. You know, it, it just it knocked me out cold. So it got me thinking when I was reading this website. It got me thinking about the environmental factor in the uh, the cancer statistics and talking just specifically with that, just being around these chemicals, even if you're 10 blocks away, they don't care. And how do we know what it is they're actually doing if they won't disclose? So there could very well be a a, a gigantic story behind this as to what is actually going on in this facility and what are they putting into the air. Yeah, and who who knows? I mean, their intentions could be completely... We're trying to properly dispose of this waste, but it could be the complete opposite. We really don't care how we get rid of it. We're doing, we, you know, we're we're making money, uh, providing a service, a necessary service. But we don't know, and that's kind of that's what we're we're trying to figure out. That's our job right now is trying to figure out all of this, trying to find the right answers to provide to the general public, especially those who are affected or around it or around any other waste treatment plant. Uh, regardless whether it's medical waste or or regular recycling plants, because even those are pretty pretty sketchy too. Yeah, they are. Anytime you're burning or incinerating plastics, is it's always cause for caution. So, on on that note, I really don't have much else to say about stereocycle. It's just um, I really want everybody to please visit our page. And you can donate on our page as well, and that'll help us be able to reach out to better resources, provide better equipment so we can do more in-depth, uh, you know, articles and uh, do, so, do some on-the-job stuff, you know. Yeah. I think. 
I think we want to get out there with a camera and maybe maybe do some stuff that's legal or not. Don't <laughs> <laughs> Wives don't listen. Uh, oh, no, they know. And at this point, I think they're in cahoots <laughs> saying, we'll leave them there. <laughs> that's pretty much what I was told on my way here to record this was, uh, you better not get arrested. Don't do anything stupid because I'm not going to bail you out. And thankfully, we are tucked up nice and safe in the studio. And, you know, there's nothing going on. Illegal unfortunately (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah it is uh it's a problem everybody and and if you if you don't if you're not aware of this issue please just visit the websites and or contact nick or myself we'll be happy to fill you in on anything else that we find out we will continue to update you on the progress and on that note i think we're we're all set with uh podcast number four Yep, uh, podcast episode number four is now coming to a close. And as George said before, just make sure you go to TattooedCavemanKitchen.com. You can also visit us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash TattooedCavemanKitchen. Uh, we also have an Instagram. Um, Twitter account is now up. Um, we have the donate function on our main website page under the tab Donate. Um, I'm pretty sure you can just go to TattooedCavemanKitchen.com slash donate. I think I fixed it to do that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's up there. Um, but yeah, any any donation that y'all want to make would would basically just make it possible for us to continue this show. And I know we just started off, but it's growing like a weed. And um, one of the biggest things that we want to do is help promote small businesses because we ourselves are a small business and we're receiving so much help. We want to give it back. But unfortunately, in the world that we live in with all the crazy technology, like I said last time, I was, I'm living in the 90s still, but <laughs> this is all very new to me. But um, we need money, unfortunately, to make this <laughs> to make this grow. So uh, on on that topic alone, if you are uh, if you have a small business or if you have a business that's doing well and you'd like to sponsor the, the Tattooed Caveman radio show, then we'd be happy to work with you. Uh, and there's there's pluses to that for you as well. We promote you on our website. We promote you on the show. And speaking of promoting people. Uh, we had artist of the week, and it's my wife's cousin, phenomenal artist, Christine Peliquin, and her art is up on the Facebook page. Please go check it out. It is amazing. Yeah, christinepeliquin.com. We'll link that in the in the comment section as well. Yep. It's uh, she does mixed media photography, and it's just it's unreal. It, it, it's you can't describe it because it's one of a kind. It really is. It's not your it's not your typical you know, painting or your typical photographs. Yeah, so, no, it's it's a, it's a step above the rest. Yeah, it, it absolutely, kinda, absolutely. And Van Gogh probably cut off his other ear. <laughs> so, yeah, go check out christinepeliquin.com. And our other show sponsors, you know, we have Philanthropy. Yep, Philanthropy Tea, tea Company. Yep. Right down the road. They're an excellent, excellent place, and we're, we're kind of bummed we can't be there today. Um, they're having a function tonight, so... Uh, yeah, they actually they they're the new home. Uh, the Purple Cat Winery and Philanthropy are the new home to the Rhode Island Theater Company, and uh, once or twice a month they put on a pretty good show. It's a small, very intimate, uh, you know, section of the of the uh, of the business, and it's it's really cool. They have some top notch actors there too. So if you ever get a chance to check out one of their shows, it's you're right there on the stage. It's, it's just one level and they're right in front of you and you're sitting on couches and chairs and it's totally old school and they do an awesome job. 
So that and they have on Wednesday nights, I believe they have uh, open mic night and Thursday is karaoke. That might be backwards, but just check out their Facebook page for more information on that. And the food's phenomenal. There gets some new mixed drinks coming up from the bar, not just the wine. I know uh, I talked to the owner uh, over there and his buddy, and they're working on crafting beer. Ooh. Yeah. That's my favorite. Yeah, they're just looking for a location to do it. So that'd be pretty cool. Go check out some uh, some domestic brewery. That would be awesome. So... Close it out, Nick. All right. We want to thank you very much for visiting us today on SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever it is that you found us. This is the Tattoo Caveman Kitchen with Nick and George. 